Hello and welcome to Shaken Not Noob, the podcast where wild speculation is our bread and last minute preparation is our butter. I am your toast Fuzzy Dan and joining me today is a man who has been described as the hot English mustard of podcasters. It's Mr. Doody Dutrum. How are we, sir? I'm very hot. <laughs> Where do we find Spicy. these descriptions? <laughs> <laughs> they just come to me as part of our butter, which is the last minute preparation. Um, <laughs> it's I, I do have a lot of fun preparing those every week. Um, sometimes I just have a shower thought and I just have to leap out of the shower and write things down. Um, this one was driving in the car. I had to pull over and write it down on my phone. It was great. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but yes, uh, we are back this week to talk about video games and all things to do with said video games. Uh, what have you been playing this week, man? What's been going on? Uh, this week it's been, you know, as per the usual, some Rainbow Six Siege with the lads, which has been you know, great and infuriating at the same time. Um, but I've actually <laughs> been going back to Battlefront 2 yet again um, because it was free mm. on the Epic Game Store, the Celebration Edition. Um, and seeing as there's a, there's a bit of Star Wars news and rumours going around in regards to the video game front, uh, I thought I'd cover that again. Excellent. Yeah. Surprisingly, I've been playing a bit of that as well on the uh, on the old PlayStation 5. Mm-hmm. Um, it is it's still a lot of fun. It really is still a lot of fun. It's one of those games that you can just go back to. Like yeah, like we've talked about previously, those palette cleansers. That's one of those games for me um, where you can just kind of chill and be in Star Wars and have a lot of fun with it. So, yeah, that's been something I've enjoyed in the last week. Yeah, it's 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 good and bad at the same time. Like I'm, I enjoy going back and playing it, but I really enjoy playing like the co-op modes because you actually feel like you're in a fucking Star Wars video game. You don't feel like you're playing Battlefield with a Star Wars skin. And when you play as Vader, you just instantly get fucking taken down. I'm like, hang on, man, I'm fucking Vader. How am I getting taken down so quickly? And it's like, oh, it's because he has a 0.5 second uh, stamina regeneration on his left-hand side. I'm like, no, this is fucking <laughs> stupid. I'm Vader. You can't take me down with simple blaster bolts. You need a hero to take me down. So, like, I like playing the co-op modes just because it's just a fucking... It feels like a Star Wars game. But when you play it online with a bunch of Smurfs who, you know, know the meta of the game, it's just like, what's the, there's no fucking fun here, man. I'm not playing a Star yeah. Wars game. I'm playing... You know, I'm getting the shit kicked out of me. Yeah, look, I, I will say there's a bunch of dudes who have been obviously been playing this for years who know exactly, um, like you say, the meta of what's going on within the game and just kind of kind of make it a little bit painful to play. But there are fun things that you can do within it. I still very much enjoying the supremacy modes and, um, yeah, they're, they're just a lot of fun. So... Uh, it's good to get back into Star Wars. Well, look, let, let's talk about some of that because that, that is one of my big uh, news items this week. Um, EA Games has come out and announced that they have sold 52 million copies of their various Star Wars games mm-hmm. uh, and generated $3 billion in revenue um, during the life of their involvement with Star Wars. That That's a lot. Probably should be more, but that's that's a lot of money. Yeah, it probably isn't as much as, say, Disney were hoping for. Um, they were probably hoping yes. for, like, you know, <laughs> a game or two every year to sort of sort of the, the old um, LucasArts way of games where they used to drop, you know, a game or so every year. Um, yeah. They've only dropped, what, four games out of, what, eight years or something like that? <laughs> it's that? really funny because they do, in their press release, they specifically talk about the games that they released. They said, uh, we have generated a number of great franchises. Wait for them. Uh, Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic. Totally fine. Uh, Galaxy of, of the Heroes. Old, of the Old Republic. Yeah. So they, I believe they... Uh, well, the Old Republic, the online one? Uh, yes, that's correct. Because that yeah. came out before they got the rights to Disney. 
Or from I Disney, believe so. they might have acquired the rights to continue it. Um, that's, I that know. I wouldn't yeah. even make that fucking count, man. That that doesn't. Count. Anyway, <laughs> that's the first cab off the rack. The next one is Galaxy of Heroes, which I believe is their shitty mobile game. Uh-huh. So those are the first two mentions: a game they didn't create and a mobile game. Uh, then they talk about Battlefront, Jedi Fallen Order, and obviously we remember the issues that have you know, happened with Battlefront Two when that came out. Yes, um, and then most recently Squadrons. So. They're really drawing a very fucking long bow uh, with with a couple of those ones, but yeah, three billion dollars um, in uh, in money made, uh, revenue made over that uh, the life of that involvement, and fifty two million games. It's a lot, but like you say, I I believe as well. You know, Disney, Star Wars people would have been hoping for a little bit more than that. Yeah, we were supposed to get that Amy Henning Star Wars game, whatever that was going to be, and they showed like little snippets and teasers years ago, and then it got cancelled, and then they were supposed mm. to do another game. And then it got cancelled. I'm just like, dude, just like you deliberately bought Amy Henning over from when Uncharted was good and all that sort of stuff. And it's just like, all right, yeah. l- just leave her alone. Give her the cre- you know creative teams and stuff like that of you know some Star Wars guys. Mm-hmm. Leave her the fuck alone. Come back and see what she's doing. Um, yeah. But no. But look. Yeah, Not to be. They're, they're, I w- I was- they're getting better. Yeah, well, <laughs> I will say that they don't particularly care about a lot of those other things because their most successful game... Uh, over the entirety of their involvement in the franchise has been Galaxy of Heroes, which has made $1 billion in microtransactions. What the actual fuck? Uh, <laughs> that's that, like, turn-based Final <laughs> Fantasy-style game, isn't it? Galaxy of Heroes? Uh, who, who gives a shit? It's not interesting. I'm not interested in, in playing it. I don't... I, I couldn't think of anything worse than playing a shitty mobile game. Ugh. But yes, they look. They, they've done a lot of uh, a lot of business. I think they could have done a lot more. They could have done a lot better. They could have made a lot more uh, amazing games. Um, you know, like they did with Fallen Order. Amazing game. A lot of fun to play. Um, they they had potential to do more um, and have not. So. Look, I know there are there are rumours coming around now about new Star Wars games uh, coming out very soon um, from other other um, companies. Now that mm-hmm. uh, EA have lost their exclusivity, so yeah, I think that's uh, that's pretty awesome to see uh, new things coming in the pipeline. Yeah, there is um, there is rumours and murmurs going around of a Knights of the Old Republic three, which of course is what over mm-hmm. ten years late. Um, and apparently, rumours are it's going to be done by a smaller studio uh, that is I can't recall the name of it. It's a, it's a small one that I've never really heard of before, but it's um, it's got ex Bioware employees in that studio who worked on the old games. <clears throat> so yep. that'll be interesting yeah, to see yeah, how yeah. that goes. Um, but there's also a rumour that it'll be apparently between March and June it will be announced a new Star Wars game coming out this year that will be on the smaller scale. So um, the comparisons of that is Star Wars Squadrons is a smaller scale Star Wars game because it's only two game modes like six maps so on and so forth. Um, sure. So that is rumoured to be released at some point this year as well. Uh, I'm very much hopeful that it is something to a Star Wars Rainbow Six Siege because that is what I need. Uh, <laughs> and as well, uh, there's rumours, of course, with the Jedi Fallen Order series, or it's called the Jedi series because Fallen Order is the first entry in the series. Um, that's the second game started development before the first game was even released and, and you know sold, so they, they went straight into development on the second game, and that Sam Witwer will be in there somewhere as Darth Maul because Maul mm. is hanging around in that time period. Um, so okay. that'll be interesting. Yeah. I could buy that. I'm happy with that. Mm. And, of course, you know, DICE are releasing Battlefield at the end of this year, uh, and mm-hmm. the rumours are that it 
because uh, when Battlefront 2 went on to Epic Games Store for free for a week, um, they had a peak number of players of 19 million, um, which is higher than any anything they've had previously before, even when the game initially launched the first week. Um, so they've got a massive influx of new players still playing the game now because it was free on 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 uh, origin and on epic game store and yeah you know, it's it's also on game pass as well and people are just going fucking nuts for it so they're like hey <laughs> why did we stop making battlefront 2 a games as a service title let's work on battlefront 3 and let's fix some of the issues that i have with battlefront 2 <laughs> yeah no fair enough like uh yeah, I I love that they're giving these guys games away for free. Um, it's great to get people back into them, um, to get uh, that player contact. I don't know how much more money they're going to make out of them though. Like, yeah, there there there's not that much to buy. You can usually grind a fair bit of uh, the content. Yeah, now. yeah, that's that's what they were doing with the when they were releasing, you know, new characters, new maps, and stuff like that. The heroes are free. The maps are free. If you want the skin for Anakin for Clone Wars instead of him wearing the standard, you know outfit um then you need to get you know seventy thousand credits uh or you can get the premium currency and like most people just spend a week grind the living fuck out of it and that's it yeah yeah yeah. it's if you want to get the coolest skins absolutely but yeah that's i mean there is a a way to play the game without (laughs) for free uh, and not have to pay a, a single cent and still enjoy it as much as everybody else yeah um yeah <laughs> well they, they put heaps and heaps of different cosmetics in there as well because then you could change what the clone troopers look like and you could be part of obi-wan's battalion or the 501st and all that sort of stuff like that and then it was like oh now you can change what your rebel looks like and you can change what your first order looks like a little bit like that so they tried to put a heap of cosmetics in there to get people to either grind out or have microtransactions to get the cosmetics and then like just before battlefront two basically is is finished there's no more updates coming from it. nothing else is coming from it um mm. they release a celebration edition that just has every skin and everything in it that microtransactions would have provided mm. yeah so interesting yeah times. oh well i mean if you're going to give it away for free we'll take it thank you very much uh, see you next time uh, oh, but yeah. look yeah if they if if and when <laughs> if and when when they release uh, battlefront 3 i think that'll be very exciting i think there's uh, potential for this game to continue on as it is but i, I would love to see some new maps um, some new uh, some new gameplay within uh, within this that can make it a bit better as well so exciting times for star wars fans for the potential of the future which is very awesome yeah and we got ubisoft Uh, as well making star wars games and all that sort of stuff so that's i'm I'm so excited (laughs) so much cool stuff happening um speaking of cool stuff happening i'm very excited because yesterday we received the trailer the teaser trailer announcement trailer for total war warhammer 3 which i'm very very happy for um, this is a game that's been in the works, I believe, for a very long time. Fans have been calling out for it um, for forever. Um, and, yeah, they've finally announced that it's coming in 2021. Um, for fans of the series, there's a bunch of new additions uh, that they've teased within the trailer. Um, so they are definitely going to be including um, Kislev and Cathay as factions. Um, plus all four uh, Chaos Gods as playable within the game. So I think there's going to be some pretty awesome stuff that happens. Um, these are basically things that have been, uh, if, you, if you're aware of the world of Warhammer, mm-hmm. um, they are definitely uh, things that people have
people have been calling out for for a very long time. Uh, they're talking about doing, if you own all three versions of the Warhammer games, uh, doing a sort of mega world map that includes all of these areas as well. Um, so Cathay is, I believe, one of the massive, uh, the biggest factions within the game that just hasn't been included up until this point. And so I think people have been really you know, desperate to get it included. Um, and so now it will be for uh, Warhammer 3, which is pretty exciting. Yeah, I saw the trailer for it because, you know, you. I think when I first got my, my gaming laptop, you were like, get Total War Warhammer, let's play it. I'm like, eh, okay, give it a crack. Um it's I don't really think it's my jam I know loads of people love it like you <laughs> love it I think your brother loves it as well uh, oh, it's yeah. the Warhammer Fantasy Age of Sigma sort of solo game where I'm more of a 40k dude um, mm. it's interesting though that there's going to be playable chaos gods um, rather than just sort of uh, champions of that god um, so I saw yeah. the trailer for it and they sort of they show off all the gods and stuff like that um, they don't really show Slanesh because probably titties um, but <laughs> it's it's going to be yeah, it's going to be interesting how they play a part on the field because you know in the tabletop game if you're playing against a corn player and you get close to them you're fucked doesn't matter what faction you're playing as if you get close to a corn player you're generally fucked um, mm. so it's it's going to be interesting I want to see how they do it um, is it just going to be basically like you know the previous Total War games where it's just factions or is it going to be like you know having the the tradition of building uh, units no not building units building buildings and then having the units come out and defending forts and stuff like that rather than just open battlefields of sand and green and swamps and stuff yeah I think one of the the, the biggest things with um, Total War, Warhammer 2 was that they didn't have a lot of variety of maps so they kind of ended up being very samey um, as well as the siege battles which has been one of the biggest uh, the, the, the biggest issues throughout this entire series they haven't really done it right since medieval 2 I think was probably the best time they did it um, Rome 2 probably had some stuff in there as well but yeah look I think that's that's something everyone is, is crying out for in those particular areas but I would assume that the um, they'll be getting a, a fairly big overhaul to to the gameplay um i think we'll be seeing like you know within the chaos uh um, factions that you can play at the moment mm. um you basically can build shrines to these particular gods and get buffs for those particular you know whichever god you choose yeah um so i th- i believe now that they're going to be including them as playable characters so that potentially if you're you know you are building shrines to that particular god you get enough you, that god will come down as a particular like a hero character for you um so we'll, we'll see how that plays out obviously we're only seeing some early speculation about that but hey that's what we live on uh wild speculation uh and just guessing at what might be um but yes look it's, it's very exciting times warhammer 3 coming this year which is very exciting um i will be playing the absolute shit out of that when that arrives it's just one of those games like strat as far as strategy games go it's it is the creme de la creme of strategy games because it provides so many different aspects uh, in one game, and I think it just it works on so so many levels. Um, I, I think so it's yes. got the potential as well um, to also in, in a negative way to piss off a lot of Warhammer fans because <laughs> we always get little glimpses not not even little glimpses but we get we we get told who the chaos gods are for you know this this chaos faction in warhammer um yeah and they've never been manifested in physical form so there's never been a model of the character in video games in the tabletop version nothing so Mm. um if they're saying yep this is the blood the god of blood corn this is what he looks like 
if he doesn't match what people because they've you know they've never really shown him before and same thing with Nurgle and Slanesh and Zench or Zinch um, they've never shown them so if they are not designed as to the community standards or to what Games Workshop wants or something like that this is this is going to be big so it's 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 there's mm. a lot riding on it then if if the gods in fact are playable. Yeah, look, I, I, I have faith that they will... I mean, I know they've been working very closely um, with the creators of this, and yeah, they, they try and keep as close as they can to the mythology and lore within the game. Um, it's, it's something that, you know, CA have been focused on throughout the time and they they do a lot of like very close community feedback so they are aware of all of the concerns of people who um who who are very heavily invested within this franchise um so i think it's um yeah i think i i I have faith that they'll do it justice in the long term that yeah over time they have developed uh the total war franchise into the Warhammer franchise almost and it it really is you know they just add in DLC all the time you can play as your favourite races now that we're getting these um, specific thing uh, specific factions so Kislev and Cathay back in here I think that's that's also really good to gives you so many more options so I think the the sheer variety and number of things that you'll be able to do once this arrives is is pretty awesome so big win for Warhammer fans big win for Total War fans because Total War games are just rad. It's going to be um, a big year so for Warhammer next year because we get that um, that Warhammer game, fuck Dark Tide, coming out next uh, this year as well. I think. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm. it's a, it's a big property, man. <laughs> it's interesting um, that's been done by Sega though, and like someone like EA or or Ubisoft or, or one of the the sort of the big publishers hasn't gone. We'll take the Warhammer license because the opposite to Warhammer or the contender to Warhammer is Warcraft and Starcraft, which is Blizzard. Mm. So yes. it's interesting. Well, that, I mean, know, yeah. Sega's the big one behind uh, CA, so they're the publisher behind CA, who's the de- developer. So, yes, I think it'll be uh, it'll be very interesting, um, yeah, to see where this goes. But yeah, I'm could not be more excited about Warhammer Three coming out at some stage during 2021. Stay tuned for all of the trailers because they'll be teasing the absolute living pants off it. And oh, yeah. if anyone knows how to do a good trailer, it's those guys. Um, <laughs> I will say they almost look very similar to uh, the Elder Scrolls trailers as well, like the yeah, Elder Scrolls yeah. Online. You, you watch those ones, you go, "Wow, this game looks amazing!" And you play, it, you're like, "Wow, this is just a shitty low res version of Skyrim." Um, but <laughs> but that that's, being, that's, that's the whole thing I hate about fucking trailer. Like this is clearly yeah. a CG trailer that you know is, yeah, is getting yeah. hype and it's 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 you know it's it's getting people interested in the story. Where like you look at. Call of Duty, or you look at Battlefield, or you look at all of those multiplayer games, like, case in point, Battlefront, you know, you see the trailer and there's, like, you know, guys getting cut in half and explosions coming out and ships coming out and shooting things, and you play the games, like, it's nothing like this, like, yeah, people don't yeah. die from a single shot and there's not explosions and shit, it just, it doesn't work this way. Yeah, I think they, they try and dramatise the, the story and the lore behind it, and, yeah, it's... I get it. I get why they do it because it just, you know, it builds that hype around the game a little bit, but I'd prefer just to see what the game is itself. I'm, I'm, to be honest, I'd rather just play the game. I'm not a massive fan of the lore itself. I, I understand it's important for some people. I'm just a fan of good quality games and I know that they make them within that. So just, 
show us proper gameplay trailers and or, and, and don't try and pretend you're something that you're not. Mm-hmm. We're looking at you, both Warhammer and Elder Scrolls Online. Uh, but yes, that's uh, Warhammer 3. Uh, now, moving on, well, let's talk about something else that was pretty cool that we reviewed recently. Hitman 3! Yes. Is getting some updates. Uh, we're getting free content every week in February. Um, I know they've got a big roadmap of uh, delivery in the next little while, but we're getting a bunch of different stuff over February. I believe it's called the Initiation Protocol. Um, so there's new featured contracts. There's new escalations. Um, so I believe Dubai gets updates. Uh, Dartmoor gets updates. Uh, uh, Sapienza gets updates. And yeah, that's it. So those are the big ones. Uh, but there is uh, premium content as well. Um, and there's some really cool stuff. Uh, the train mission, which uh, has been, I don't know, let's let's say it's had some mixed reviews. I didn't um, mind it. It was, it was <laughs> very linear and very easy yeah. to get through the whole thing without being seen. Um, yeah. But I, I like a good train mission. Yes, well, they've got this uh, this new one here. It's a deluxe escalation, escalation called uh, the Prolapse Parable. Ah, oh, sorry, Prolof Parable. Um, and uh, basically, this looks like some of the coolest shit. You get to uh, have a, a costume called the White Shadow, where basically you're you're a ninja with like your snake eyes, but like white snake eyes. Um, it's pretty cool. Um, you get a, a silent sniper rifle and a white katana. It's amazing. Um, so I, I will be definitely looking forward to playing that. Um, and there's also um, something on the uh, Gachito Antiquity. Um, basically, you get to play as a, a guru assassin who kills everybody with poison. Um, so there's some, some interesting stuff coming through. <laughs> I, I, that's the thing that I like about the Hitman games because the first time you play it is you know oh, you'll you'll fucking just you know, stab the guy or use your wire and you know choke him out and stuff like that. But it's like, hang on, I can like he's getting open heart surgery. I can fucking replace his heart with a baked potato. Like you can do all that sort of stuff and just go like, oh man, fuck, yeah. Did you get? I love that one with the, the the surgery. I went in and actually like crushed the heart. It was pretty amazing. Uh, I was very happy with that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, like that. That's what I like about the Hitman games because it's like there's, there's always the easy way to do it, but then there's that like that little fun, creative way how to do it. Like there's a there's a level mm. in a winery, and it's like I can replace a microphone on the stage. Why, why do I want to replace a microphone? I'm like, wait, I want to find this microphone and find out why I want to replace it. There's got to be like <laughs> something I can do. See, the winery level, I really enjoyed it for the fact that I could actually get a sniper rifle and actually sniper both of the characters. Oh, really? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I I didn't even know that. (laughs) Holy shit, this is amazing. This is finally a level that I can do. It was so cool. Um, It's a little bit of waiting and patience and all the rest of it, but, yeah, once you figure it out, oh, it's pretty cool. Oh, shit, no, I did the the traditional, you know, sneaking in and blending and all that sort of stuff. I didn't know you could just sit back and and pop them. Oh, it's pretty amazing. Um, so, yes, so look, there, there are updates to this one. There's a new uh, elusive target, uh, targets in Sapienza. So there's, uh, like, two brothers called the Deceivers, um, which looks pretty interesting. So, look, I, I just love additional content for this one. They do uh, a lot of good um, releases for the Hitman games. Um, so free stuff and as well as the, um, like, you know, digital deluxe stuff. So... Yeah, very cool that we're seeing that so soon. Um, very keen to uh, to play some more of those missions and try things out in a slightly different way. Mm, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, 
Now, do, 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 do. No, that's it. That's all the news that I have for this week. Anything else from you today, Duty? Um, it was just announced about 30 minutes ago um, on Beth- not Bethesda, uh, Blizzard's conference call, Investors Call, that Overwatch 2 and Diablo 4 are not releasing this year. But a new Call of Duty game is, guys, so don't worry about that. <laughs> I mean, of course, it wouldn't be another year without another Call of Duty game. Um, <laughs> and this one's going to have a Battle Royale mode called um, uh, Escalation Warframe, where mm. giant robots come down inside a circle and shoot you if you don't make it in time. We've replaced gas with giant robots. With Titanfall. <gasps> <laughs> I mean... Let's have the fuck. Let's have the respawn guys do fucking a Star Wars game, like a, a, an eight on eight shooter. That'd be fucking mm. rad, wouldn't it? Oh my god! I've, and I've instead of calling word. down a Titan, you call down a eighty eighty or an ATST. <laughs> oh man, they, they've had an interesting week. I, I heard um, Activision were getting sued over the one of their characters. Um, so basically, they used uh, their character Mara. I think it was. Um, she had uh, basically they're they, they being accused of stealing this entire character so they used the same actress uh, the same makeup team the same costume as I believe it was like an independent film um, and they've just basically copied across that character for their uh, their video game so yeah very very interesting that, um, that that's happened we'll see whether or not it actually goes anywhere but essentially yeah it's um yeah, that's that's not good for them if that's true. Mm. Uh, those dirty stealing bastards. Uh, but yes, we'll get more Call, Call of Duty and it'll continue to sell a billion copies because it's Call of Duty. Yep, um, just like FIFA. And, uh, I mean, it's still playable though. Oh, I don't like it. Anyway. Uh, moving on, let's talk about it, Duty. We do have a sponsor. They are Culture Shock Collectibles. What do they do? They do collectibles, Fuzzy. I'm so glad you asked. Uh, they do action <laughs> figures. They do hot toys. They do Funko Pops. They do statues. They do basically anything that you need to flash up your nerd room, your living room, whatever it might be. They do it. Um, I have ordered myself finally the, or not finally, it's, you know, I ordered a while ago, but the Beast Wars Optimus and Megatron. The Optimus should be shipped next week, so I'm very much looking forward to that. And I believe the Megatron is around, out in around March-ish. Um, there's also the new Batman Forever. Hot Toys up for pre-order for anyone who is a Batman Forever fan. Of course, you get Batman from Batman Forever, Val Kilmer, uh, in his end-of-the-movie batsuit, so that sort of prototype batsuit that he wears at the end of the movie. And, of course, there is Robin. Wait, wait, wait. Is that the one with the nipples? (laughs) No, that's... Is it? No, that's the one from... um, That's Batman and Robin. Oh, Uh, it's Batman, yeah. I think Batman and Robin was the bat nipple. No, there's no nipples on this one. It's that sort of... that. Is that H.R. Giger style suit? Because H.R. Giger was, a, I think, a, a design consultant on the film. Um, uh, the yeah, it kind of looks like Alien, Gaga. right? Yeah, it's got that, yeah, that yeah. sort of like ripped hole and the abs coming through it sort of thing. Yeah. Um, so there's that. And then there's, of course, Robin. Batman, of course, comes with batarangs, grappling guns, all that sort of stuff like that, as well as he has interchangeable eyes to have that sort of uh, that vision that he has, the blind bat vision that he uses against the Riddler. And Robin comes with nothing. Legitimate nothing <laughs> I mean so it's, he is pretty nothing yeah, but like, <laughs> he doesn't come with uh, batarangs or he, literally it's just him and a couple of hands like that's it I'm like give him something um, yes. I was talking to a mate about it I'm like okay if you're doing Robin and he hasn't got this isn't a, this isn't a fault of culture shock of course no this is this is a bloody god at hot toys um, but if you're doing a Robin figure and he literally comes with nothing I'm like alright cool 
give him the circus outfit that he wears in the film as well and have that as like a changeable outfit. So at least you've got two options. But See, uh, now, I'm looking at this, right? And the Batman Forever hot toy for Robin has got the nipples. So we've got Batman from Batman Forever without the nipples, sans nipples, but the Robin toy has nipples. It's very strange. It Why does. Why would you do right. one without the other? And I will, I will also say that Robin looks like he's packing a little bit of heat. Um, yeah, that cold piece <laughs> is so long. <laughs> whereas Batman looks quite flat. So it is very strange to, you know, to see all flat of those man. things going on. Flat man. <laughs> <laughs> but also, like, um, I mean, I'm just going to say, if you're a billionaire superhero uh, and you are designing and paying for all of those costumes, you're getting a dick extension. Exactly right. You're giving yourself the bigger cod piece. Um, yeah, and Nicole that's... Kidman is after Batman in this film, not Robin. I'm like, hang on, hang on. Look at Robin's crotch. <laughs> then look at Batman's. Are you sure you want Batman? I'm just there's a pose with both of them standing side by side and they're doing the double teapot so yeah both fists on, uh, yeah. on, on hips and whew, Robin looks <laughs> there's, there's a reason sh- they kept Chris Chris O'Donnell for Batman and Robin shape in that oh good lord it's it follows you around the room wherever you look uh <laughs> it's looking at me right in the eyes uh yeah that is disturbing on a number of levels but yes, there you go. Culture Shock Collectibles for all of your Dong bat, needs. Cod, bat nipple needs. Um, yeah. <laughs> wow. Boy, there oh is boy, a, wowee. There is, of course, you can get like Moff Gideon if you want a Moff Gideon figure. There's the Dark Knight Rises, which who the fuck wants one of those? Um, but I'm, I'm I'm tossing up with Mrs. Duty with the Clone Wars Anakin because it's Anakin from the Clone mm. Wars and like the clone armor. And I'm like, fuck, it looks kind of cool. I kind of yeah. want it. I don't think mm, I'm allowed okay. it. <laughs> the uh, what about the Cad Bane from Star Wars? That looks pretty cool too. Yeah, the little Hasbro action figures look kind of cool. I did show them to the missus as well, and she goes, "No, you're not starting to collect those." So that was a <laughs> that was a quick answer, a quick response. <laughs> no, <laughs> bad. <laughs> Basically, daddy. yeah. There we go. Well, um, you can, if you're allowed to, go and check them out at culturesholdcollectibles.com. You're the number one stop for all of your nerdy collectible needs. Um, now, Mr. Duty, this week you've been playing Battlefront 2, but I have been getting my hands on the latest update remaster of the year. It is the Neo Collection. Um, now, you thought 2020 was going to be huge for remasters, or was huge for remasters. You just wait till 2021 because every game's getting a remaster. <laughs> It's mm-hmm. it's the next-gen upgrades. We talked about it a little bit last week about some of the games that were coming through with next-gen updates. Um, yeah, this is the latest one to get it. So the Neo Collection is uh, coming out today, um, or whenever the fuck you listen to this podcast, it's already been released. Uh, but yes, the Neo Collection is both uh, sets of games. So it is uh, Neo and Neo 2. Uh, it also includes, quite amazingly, the entire DLC collection for both games. So both of them had three sets of DLC, which extends the story, adds in new bad guys and new armor and weapons and all the rest of it um, to go beyond what you've played before. Um, so, yeah, it's a pretty amazing collection. Um, it's all been upscaled to play at, um, at on 4K at 60 frames per second and up to an amazing 120 frames per second if you have a television or monitor that can actually handle it. <laughs> Jeez. This is yeah, also so a, a one... Is, is, is it Neo or is it Noir? Like, 
I, anyway, uh, when, when we were at PAX, of course, in 2019, you were like, uh, hang on, i got to go play Noir 2. It's over there. Uh, how was is, how is Noir 1 compared to Noir 2? Uh, look, I, now that it's had the update, like it, previously it was very much... Noir that it's had of, the update. <laughs> noir. <laughs> uh, now, now that it's had the update, uh, look, it, it, Neo... Two was always just amazing to look at. It was mm-hmm. like, well, they, they've done, they've taken what they did in the first game, made it better, and just made it more playable, um, more like just prettier to look at. All the rest of it. Now that they're both at that same kind of level, it's amazing to see. Like the biggest jump I think we've had is from uh, the original Neo to now. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's, it's interesting from Neo 2 to now, Neo 2 was like literally March last year, it got released. They just finished releasing all of the DLC for that game in December last year. So, you know, we're, we're talking, you know, early February release and yeah, the, <laughs> here you go. Here's a remastered edition of a game that's less than a year old. So that I don't think I really noticed as much of a difference in the quality of the game. Uh, from last year to this, um, they've done things like um, optimized it for the DualSense controller. Um, they've done some, you know, just a, a few little graphical things to make it run a bit more smoothly. And, you know, 60 frames per second, pretty much any game, if you can get that at 4K, just looks good. Um, yeah, it just, there's so, so many amazing things they've done to it. But, yeah, that big jump from the original game, which was released 2017, if I recall. Um, that's you know, that's a big uh, graphical update, and that makes a lot more sense as why that's been remastered and uh, and put into this package. So, yeah, it's it's pretty cool. I'm very much enjoying it all. Um, yes, yeah, so we had um, I suppose with the release of the PS5, we got uh, Demon Souls, yep. um, which got us uh, the the most recent remastering of um, the the sort of the action RPGs. And I think that's probably done the best out of uh, out of the two games. But just for the sheer size of the of the collection and what you're getting in this game, I was going to say sheer size of the package, but realised that previous conversation might have misled everybody. Uh, but the sheer size of the collection that we're getting here is just too good. It's just it's such a good quality game if you like. And there are li- literally hundreds of hours of content. So. Uh, the original Neo uh, was around about 60 to 70 hours of playthrough time. Um, and the uh, Neo 2 was about, for a new player, about 90 to 120 hours. So okay. roughly, you're looking close, I'd say probably 150 to 180 hours of quality playthrough time. That's not including the DLC. So it, it, there are a lot of hours that you can spend on this game just getting good and just playing through it it's just so much fun that's more extensive than a uh than a assassin's creed game it, it is and i think because the I, I because of the way they set things up it's just it's a really hard game you have to take things slowly um assassin's creed you're kind of running around all over the place there's a lot of like busyness to it whereas this is very much a, a case of okay i i will play this one level it might take me like two or three days to clear this level because i need to understand where all the bad guys are, how to beat them. I might die a couple of times and have to restart and everything. Every time you sort of save or rest, all of the enemies respawn in that sort of Dark uh, yeah. Souls kind of kind of way. So there's very much this sort of reset of the universe every time you, you try and recover. So some playthroughs you'll do really well and other times you'll just make stupid mistakes and you just go, fuck it, it's not worth it, go back to the start again. So there's a lot of that sort of... 
a replaying of the same things, but it's not simply because of, you know, I've got to try it. It's because you just can't get past it until you get to a certain level of skill uh, with your particular character. So, yeah, it, it, it's a game that requires you to get better to, to actually get past it. There's some stuff that almost seems, it feels impossible the first time you play it through, especially the uh, the end level bosses. They are insanely difficult. Uh, so there are ways that you can bring in multiplayers um, into the universe as well, which is uh, which is really fun. So you can actually uh, these these things called benevolent graves, where basically uh, characters can leave a copy of their uh, players can leave a copy of their character with mm-hmm. their current armor sets and skills and things like that, and for you to sort of uh, connect with, and they basically their avatar comes into the game and fights alongside you. Um, or you can invite friends in to play or request people to join specific parts of your mission. And if they're available, they'll jump in um, for, you know, you exchange like an in-game currency um, okay. that uh, that basically says, hey, I, I need some help with this. Yeah, I will give you, you know, 100 coins or whatever it is. And they basically yeah. join your game for however long the level lasts or until you die. It's so, a little bit like that flare system from um, the Division Two, where like if, you, if yeah. you're having trouble with a level, you can shoot up a flare and you, you open it up to everyone playing the game, saying, "I need help." Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Okay. So, and and there's people that come in who are clearly experts at these games. So this this goes across from um, there's cross platform from PS4 to PS5. I suppose it's cross platform. Um, uh, but yeah, so they so there's a lot of very experienced players who played this before. Um, the save files go across as well. So if you have been playing it a lot on PS4 and you're now wanting it on PS5, you can transfer that over as well. So I think there's some really cool stuff in here um, within this game that allows you to connect um, with your previous gameplay and also with other characters within the world that just make it a lot of fun to get into. Okay, so and is it available now in stores as well or is it just a uh, digital release? Uh, no, this is available in stores It's um, as, as well as digital, but yeah, it's it's just fantastic either way you have it. So I believe there are upgrades. If you had the, um, the previous deluxe editions, um, you can get uh, uh, automatic updates to PS5s as well, so you don't have to buy the entirety of the collection. But if you don't have the DLC um, or if you haven't had those games previously, it's a good recommend to get it all together. It's just, uh, it's one way of capturing the entirety of the package in the next-gen format with all of the DLC. Like, it's just everything that you could possibly want. So, yeah, kudos to uh, to delivering all of that together. I think it just makes a big deal um, out, of, um, out of buying this again. No, there we go. And, of course, it's a review from yourself. You have to provide it with a score. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do. Look, I gave Neo 2, I think last year I gave it a four and a four and a half i think so yes it was pretty good um it's uh it's one of one of the best games in this genre so if you have played in if you have played dark souls and you haven't played neo you're missing out it is definitely the game for you i've yeah, there's a lot of people who really like Bloodborne. I tried to get into Bloodborne and didn't particularly. I, I missed the boat on that one. I think, um, and and Neo was my you know next connection back into this kind of genre. Um, I think it's pretty awesome. It's uh, it's as good as uh, Sekiro. We talked about that um, a while back. Uh, Shadow yeah, Star twice. I think. I think. Yeah, yeah, that's right. 
Um, so that that was an amazing game. So this Neo sits somewhere in between Sekiro and um, and Dark Souls. It's kind of this mash of the two. Doesn't have that mobility that you get within within Sekiro. Um, it doesn't have the I think some of the limitations that you have within Dark Souls. It's got one of the best combat systems that you'll ever see within a, an action RPG, bar none. Um, it's just really good a really good polished game so last year's game 4.5 but with this year's game so the remastering um the update to the ps5 the 60 frames per second the inclusion of all of the dlc and the original game remastered with the dlc i, I have to give this five like it's just Shit. It's, it's too good as a as an entire package to give it anything less i think there's they've just made they you know, they polished an already excellent game to make it you know sparkling now. So yeah, I I love it. I really do. Uh, so better, strong better recommend. Hope better hope there's no other games that you give five out of five this year because that has to be your game of the year. Then. Uh, look, I think I, I I couldn't give it a, a game of the year for this year because it's not a new game is my thing. So it's because it's been remastered and it's, you know, DLC. It all got released you know, last year or in 2017. So as far as new games go, I don't think it's game. it, it can be included as game of the year. Mm-hmm. But it's still as an entirety of a package to be delivered to somebody that hasn't either hasn't played it before, hasn't played the DLC, or wants something remastered for the next gen. It is definitely like the it's a, it's a perfect iteration of that particular game. Well, there we there we have it then. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> there we go. So that that also lets me off the hook for making it my game of the year. Um, there's there's lots of other games that we're going to see this year. Um, it's been really uh, look. I'm I'm excited for some of the releases this year, especially after I had a look through my. Um, I got an email from Sony this week telling me my 2020 wrap up was here and it showed it uh, gave me all of my stats from last year as to what games i'd played and all the rest of it mm-hmm. um apparently i played assassin's creed odyssey for 65 hours Jeez, which just fucking sounds a, that sounds about right <laughs> um and apparently as well now a game that i i trashed and gave a good go at was cyberpunk 2077 was second on my list for some reason I don't know if all these numbers are correct, but apparently I played Cyberpunk for 36 hours. Um. <laughs> I mean, that doesn't surprise me because you did try to reboot and replay it a lot in regards to reinstalling with new updates yes. and stuff. Um, I don't know if that includes all the times that I've tried to update it, but if 36 hours doesn't tell you that I had a good fucking crack at that game, I don't know what will. Like, that's that's a proper crack, right? <laughs> Yeah, there was. I think there was as well a patch that released for both PlayStation and Xbox um, mm. that made, of course, the PlayStation version better, but also mm. then but lowered the Xbox version. Um, yeah. So maybe it's time to reinstall it yet again. Yeah, it's it's a weird one. It's a weird one. I think there's. Um, I, I'm going to wait until they get the proper PS5 update. I think that's the one thing I'm waiting for this year. So I'm not going to reinstall it. I, I believe it's still not available um, on the Sony store. Um, I know that the, we talked about it last week. The modding's uh, already happening on PC. I believe uh, CD Projekt Red have actually urged people not to install a bunch of mods because it's just going to break the game. <laughs> more than it already is which is pretty amazing um also one of the things i forgot to include in the news one of the uh the only platforms that this worked on properly uh google stadia 
um, is getting getting wound down. Um, they're, ter- so, they're, they're getting rid of the stadia. Yeah, well, they're basically, um, I suppose, they're, they're disbanding some of their internal studios that are working on um, in-house games. Mm-hmm. Um, so the development of further in-house games may not continue. I believe it's going to end up, uh, they're probably trying to pivot across um, to be something more like what you know, Games Pass is. Okay. Yep. So, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see if it does continue. I know I did see last week a bunch of people were like, "Oh, it's been really fun to work at Stadia," and they posted a bunch of stuff on Twitter, going, "Thanks for for all your time." Moving on to my next challenge, and then this week the announcement was, "Yeah, we're we're winding things back." <laughs> so, um, yeah, that was one of the only platforms that Cyberpunk apparently worked on. Uh, <laughs> I mean, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm, that- I'm curious. I'm curious to see how this next gen update goes for it as well, because I oh, yeah. want to hear your thoughts and how your ending went. I've been speaking to to Oz from Incognito, and he's trying to go for the secret hidden ending, and he's been playing it for I think four weeks straight now. Mm. And he's been okay. he's been he's been enjoying it, but it's like it's full of bugs. It is full of bugs. And I'm like, yeah, but it's enjoyable bugs, right? And so yeah, I guess. <laughs> Well, then that's the thing, right? There are the games with bugs, and we talked about, you know, I played Assassin's Creed for sixty-five hours. Apparently, um, that's you know, that is a game with bugs. There's things that don't work within that world, but it's not game-breaking bugs. It's not causing my console to crash every time I fucking play it for more than five minutes. It's yeah, you know, it was enjoyable, and it yeah, you know, I could expand my experience beyond what you know just the basic game but cyberpunk was just it was too restrictive in in causing my enjoyment to just disappear completely so yeah no no fun whatsoever um, but yes there we go that's it for us this week we're going to be back next week with more talk about video games and associated video game news and wild speculation. Um, I have been your host, Fuzzy Dan, reminding you that if you have not made an enemy collapse in fear, you're not playing Ghost of Tsushima correctly. And this is Duty reminding you that if you're playing Battlefront 2, remember that Darth Vader's stamina recharges the slowest out of everyone. Because for some reason, Darth Vader has fucking stamina when he's a robot. Play with each other, play with yourself.